0: Hey winos, welcome back to another episode of the Two O 0 Wino podcast. First off, I want to share some big news with you all. I am very close to opening my store. This has been an idea brought to life and I'm so close to opening and being able to share so many cool wine accessories with you guys. Some of the products I'll be carrying are coming straight from relationships built from this podcast, and others are just fun items that I enjoy myself and want to share with other people. The store is located in downtown Caldwell, Idaho, inside of the Oaks Brothers Marketplace building, which is on Main Street across from Indian Creek Steakhouse, and the back of the building has entry straight from Indian Creek Plaza. My store is Within the building on the lower level, so think about walking down to The Cellar. And yes, that is the name of the shop, The Cellar. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram as The Cellar Caldwell. That way, you can keep an eye out for news of the store's opening date and also when the online shop goes live. So for those of you listening from afar, you can still pick up some fun wine accessories too. Everything I carry will enhance your wine drinking experience, keep wine fun, and will make you look like a real wino. Now, moving on into today's episode for the show, I'm chatting with Jonna Buchert. She is the owner and winemaker at Dude DeWalt Cellars, located in Eagle, Idaho. It was such a pleasure to meet with Jonna and learn about how she and her husband, Trey, ended up moving to Idaho from Walla Walla. Their interest in wine grew and eventually ended up planting their own estate vineyard, learned how to make wine, and put together a really cool tasting room. After the podcast, Jana gave me a tour of their shop-turned-barrel room and was able to sample some wines straight out of the barrel and see some of her cool winemaking equipment. Dude DeWalt is going to be a name to look out for as they evolve and grow. I'm so excited for all the future wines to come out of Dude DeWalt. Hey everybody, today I'm chatting with Jana Buchert, owner and winemaker at Dude DeWalt Cellars in Eagle, Idaho. Hello. Hello. Uh, thanks so much for joining me on the show. I'm excited to chat with you. Thanks for having us. Um, so let's start with talking um, just about you and your background. Were you from Idaho?
1: No, we're actually from the state of Washington. Okay. Uh, both of us grew up on cattle ranches in north central Washington.
0: Oh, awesome. So what made you um, want to come over to Idaho?
1: Uh, well, in um, in the well, it was probably around 1989. Um, we moved to Walla Walla. Um, at some point in our career and we moved from actually moved from walla walla in 1994 here Um, so we had lived in walla walla for about a five-year period of time Mm -hmm. Uh, my husband still works for key technology which is a food processing company uh, out of walla walla so we have been back and forth back and forth um, from idaho to walla walla on a regular basis um, friends and family are still in Walla Walla. Well, uh-huh. not family, but friends. Yeah. Uh, and we um, have watched our friends over the years become winery owners, become vineyard owners. Uh-huh. And those people have um, all uh, um, encouraged us in the wine industry. So oh, that yeah, was sort cool. of where it was born.
0: Yeah. So were you, when you lived in... um Walla Walla, um, is that kind of when you guys got interested just in wine in general?
1: No, really, we we I was working as a deputy prosecutor for um, okay. the prosecutor's office at the time. Um, my husband was working as an in-house sales rep for Key Technology. Uh, our kids were, we had one baby and another one on the way. <laughs> and uh, um, at, let's see, when we moved here in 88, um, they were just barely one and two years old. So at that time, we had not even come onto the wine scene. It was much later when those children uh, had graduated from high school uh, when we started loving wine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so were you um, diving in more into Washington wine still? Or had you kind of, you since know, being here for a little while, found some wine here? You know, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> um, I think, I think um, because of our as we watched Walla Walla go from three wineries to what it is now, um, our interest started in Walla Walla. Mm -hmm. And so we began, you know, tasting, tasting. And then soon, um, my husband who traveled on trips, um, soon our our, um, interest would be, well, where can we taste wine when we're on these trips that he had to go to for key technology? So um, then we started traveling, and now the vacations suddenly became... Wine, all vacations. wine related, yeah, all related <laughs> vacations. And, and at that point it just becomes sort of an addicting thing because the more you know about wine the more you know you right. don't know <laughs> yeah exactly totally um so
0: when you guys moved uh was it to this property where you're at where the the winery is
1: we moved here in about 2003, okay. 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm.
0: Knowing that you wanted to do wine? Not or? at all. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were still raising those kids. Uh-huh. And uh, they were young teenagers, and uh, uh, it wasn't until 2011 that we actually make that first batch of wine. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then uh, did you plant your your own vineyards here?
1: The first vines were yes. planted right here in front of the, uh, the uh, tasting room in 2016. We planted Tempranillo. Okay. It was sort of a... Um, a test plot just to see if we could actually grow Tempranillo. Right. Um, And as you know, it takes three years to get uh, Mm -hmm. vines to fruition. Uh, So it was a while before we found out that, yes, Tempranillo was a good. It does pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, it does well here. It's a a late bud break and an early ripener, uh, which is good for our climate. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we found out that we could grow wine here. So it was also encouraging. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, So for some of your first wines, where were you getting uh, the fruit from?
1: You know, um, Via More is a little tiny vineyard over in uh, Middleton. Okay. And Larry Cornsey is the owner there. Um, that's where we got our first grapes. I mean, he has this little tiny vineyard with probably, oh, I don't know, ten, twelve different varieties in it. And, oh, cool. And uh, we we could see what was growing well in his mm-hmm. little test plot. Um, of course, he he built his vineyard for a as a boutique vineyard, so he uh-huh. never intended, you know, to really, you know, do large. Uh, crops, right? Um, but we could see, you know, what was growing and what, yeah, wasn't. yeah. So I'm that sure was that, yeah, definitely. But That's where we got our very first grapes and did for many years. Yeah, still S- do.
0: <laughs> so, um, so when you actually started your label, um, was that in 2012 or uh, about 2017? So- oh, I think okay. That was
1: when we first started, you know, getting that first uh, uh, set of inventory ready. I mean, it was about, it was that harvest that my husband and I looked at each other and said, is this going to be the year? Okay, Are we're we doing do it. <laughs> and then we, you know, so we then at that point we started planning the label. And that's, that's probably when we started looking at that. Yeah,
0: cool. So what else, do you guys have anything else you're growing other than just Tempranillo? Oh, yeah. yourselves, so tell
1: us um, what you've got. It's been about four, let's see, around the fourth leaf now. We planted uh, four years ago um, the rest of an acre of Tempranillo, another acre of um, Syrah, and another mm-hmm. acre of Cab Franc that is all now of course, because it's been, you know, it's matured now, is now into um, a, a productive vineyard. So we're getting grapes off of that. Yeah. Um, we we have wine sitting in our uh, barrels right now, um, aging that are off of those those vines. So, yeah, exciting. Yeah, we have a little estate now. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, definitely. Um, last spring, we planted another about four and a half acres, so uh, maybe five acres. We have about totally total of like eight and a half acres right now. Okay, um, yeah. But there's some there's some Malbec, there's some Cab, uh, more Syrah, more Tempranillo, uh, and so we have um, we've selected those vines for yeah. the current. Yeah. Well, they well Syrah yeah. does
0: so well here too. Syrah it's does
1: very well. Very spicy and mm-hmm. just really great. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, all the things you want. <laughs> yes. Big bold Reds.
0: Um, so before becoming a winemaker, did you do any schooling, or how did you kind of learn how to make
1: wine? Uh, Well, (laughs) it's kind of a funny story, because I started studying in um, 2011, and as a type A person, I want to learn everything I can about it before I made that first batch, and my husband, who is not that way, (laughs) um, (laughs) said the best way you're going to learn is to jump in and just do it. Right. Um, So, other than just reading books on my own, and and, uh, reading, of course, the Vines to Wine, or Wines to Vines, or Vines to Wines book that everyone reads when they start uh, learning about wine... um, we just uh, we just jumped in and did that first batch. It was absolutely horrible. Had to throw yeah. it out, it was awful. Um, but we came back the next year after learning a little bit more, and uh-huh. every year learning a little bit more. I've taken some classes, uh, uh, or a class with uh, Washington State Technologies uh, okay, yes. Program. Um, I've also taken some classes from uh, uh, UC Davis. Okay, um, yeah. Just uh, learning everything I can from, mm-hmm. um, um, and, and also we've, we've hired consultants along the way. Um, you pay one way or another, either you go to school or you pay consultants. Right, exactly. You still have to learn how to make wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that's pretty much what we've done. We've hired consultants that have uh, worked closely with us mm-hmm. now and, uh, you know, to get where we are today. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that's so cool. Um, are there varietals that you would like to, in the future, bring into your lineup?
1: Well, on the estate wine. here, we don't have a whole lot more room. Um, we've planted everything that uh, is in, is not going to frost. Um, right. That's the other factor here being cold. We have some cold pockets in, in this 35 acres that we have that we call an estate. Mm -hmm. So we've planted pretty much everything that we can here. Um, we have other lands, however, that we're looking into and, um, yes, I mean, um, Sauve Blanc, um, as a, is a white that I would really like to, to, uh, CS uh, plant and mm-hmm. see, uh, and some Chardonnay because we don't have any whites here on the estate vineyard yeah. and clearly I need whites. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so, so right now I'm sort of focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think our staples around here are Syrah, Tempranillo, um, Malbec, um, much to a lesser extent, the cab, because it doesn't always ripen here, uh, consistently. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are, um, I mean, yeah, there's just, those are our staples. That's yeah. That's what people like here. Yeah. That grows well here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Right. Uh, tell us the story behind the name Dude <laughs> DeWalt, because I know it's um, it's the name of a person.
1: If you could share that story with us. Sure, Dude DeWalt guys, was a real person. Yes. Um, he worked <laughs> for Highland uh, Cattle Company, um, which is... Uh, um, a company that was and still is in existence today but back in 1931 during the prohibition here in Idaho, um, Dude DeWalt was uh, one of the sheep herder foremen. So he his job was to go around to each of the uh, uh, bands of sheep which Highland um, Company owned, Cattle and Sheep Company owned, and uh, they um, he told other sheep herders where to move the bands next. So that was his job mm-hmm. to be the leader of the, the sheep bands. Um, anyway, he, uh, was having a party here on our property, um, with other sheep herders uh-huh. and, uh, there were some ladies here and one of the younger sheep herders, Lloyd Blaylock, uh, had, took an interest in one of the other ladies who <laughs> didn't reciprocate. Uh-huh. And so dude being the gentleman that he was stepped in and said, Hey, we're not having that. And, mm-hmm. uh the young Blaylock decided that he was going to take out a knife and stab him, and Dude died three days later in the Emmett Hospital. Wow. So um, he was tried uh, and acquitted, uh, and the only person that really uh, uh, got in trouble was the uh, individual who sold the alcohol uh, (laughs) to the party, (laughs) and uh, I think he pled guilty to uh, the charge. But uh, anyway, it's a little piece of history here. Yeah. And uh, so we call it Dude DeWalt Sellers after what happened here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really love that. And, um, how did you learn of that story?
1: Uh, we purchased the land from, um, um, Jim Little, who is the governor's brother. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And he was telling us the story when we bought it back in uh, 2002.
0: Yeah. I, I love that you brought that in here and then, you know, you just kind of have a little piece of history with, with what you're building. Thank you. Now, yeah. So, And then also now knowing that story, it ties in with your labels um, with the sheep herder and the sheep on them. Can you talk about
1: how you came up with your, your label art? Okay. I guess. <laughs> so, so we have several labels, but the predominant one is the one of the shepherd over the sheep. Right, that's the one I'm thinking. Um, um, it, does, it does have a dual meaning. Uh, we are Christians, mm-hmm. uh, and we liked the idea of the shepherd looking yes. over the sheep for that reason. Um, but also because Dude was a shepherd mm-hmm. you know, of sorts and uh, was in charge of the sheep herds. Uh, and so it's funny, the actual art, um, I found it online, uh, and I looked everywhere. I was on Fine Arts America. I was looking everywhere for who was actually designing, did the design. Uh-huh. Um, several people, I reached out. They said, no, it's not our design. It's not our design. I almost gave up. And then I started looking... You know, after several months, I came back and said, "I'm going to try one more time," and lo and behold, I found uh, uh, the artist was actually um, in Nampa.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Yep, that um, then you you know end up with someone right right, right in here own by backyard. you. <laughs> He
1: loved the Basque idea. He wants to do, do more of it. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's our he's artist. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I love that, too, because it, it ties in with just Idaho history in general. I mean, there's so much sheep herding background here, and the Basque culture is, is heavy here. So it, it all is. kind of comes together. It is. So and then I also wanted to talk about. Um, I should add, my husband is, is from a Basque
1: family. Also, he is. Oh, his family. <laughs> See, you were just Washington, meant to be here. <laughs> yeah, his family actually uh, owned one at one time one of the largest sheep uh, ranches in the state of Washington. Oh wow! So yeah, we that's do have so a connection cool. to the sheep industry. Mm-hmm. We do have uh, my husband is Basque, and, and yes, we've tied it all together with the brand and yeah, what we've got going on here. It does all come together in our ranching history.
0: Um, and so I know you guys also have. Um, a wine that's dedicated to um, law enforcement Um, so tell us a little bit about the ties
1: there so it's interesting because uh, when we started um, i think i mentioned i was a deputy prosecutor in the state of washington um, for walla walla county at one point Um, nowhere in that stint of working did i realize or ever know that the brotherhood of law enforcement had a patch program, uh, where they they um, um, law enforcement actually bring patches to locations where they're displayed, and uh, it's it's really a camaraderie and a brotherhood and fraternity really of sorts uh, that they enjoy. Um, so, as a deputy prosecutor, I was not aware that they uh, enjoyed that, that uh-huh. brotherhood. Um, but as a winemaker and as uh, someone who was seeing all of the, the law enforcement people moving here from California yeah. and other places, um, I became aware um, through them mm-hmm. uh, that, that um, there is a real brotherhood of um, uh, what's going on. And, and the Thin Blue Line uh, is a flag, of course, that supports their cause mm-hmm. uh, and supports them. And so uh, we decided to do a label, the Thin Blue Line label, uh, in conjunction with Cryptek. Um One of the owners uh, had a daughter that was our first employee. Oh, And that's wow. how we became uh, involved with them. And uh, they decided to do, along with us, a label that would support um, law enforcement. Uh, they had art made up from um, a, a gal in Wyoming that actually uh, took the... Uh, Patch from a a Twin Falls SWAT team member. Okay. And that's what's featured on our our label. Yeah, Um, so cool. Yes, and for every uh, bottle that we sell of that, uh, we donate um, $5 to Cryptek, who in turn uh, donates um, their equipment um, ghillie suits, um, uh, equipment bags, rifle covers, whatever it is that Mm -hmm. that SWAT team needs, um, uh, they donate in kind um, that equipment to SWAT team. Yeah. So That's uh, so
0: cool. Thanks.
1: And I love I love that I whole love connection it. too that um
0: yeah. and isn't is CrypTech an Idaho company? It is. Also that's, right here in Eagle. Yeah.
1: So he ordered right here. Yeah. I didn't
0: I didn't realize that. I because they're I mean, they're a big brand. They are. Um, they're notion, I was like, Oh, they're in wide. Idaho <laughs> I had no clue. Nope. Um
1: Yeah, that's cool. And it's it's is it your Cabernet that's it, is a, it awesome. is a Cabernet. It's an 80%. It's a blend. It's a 80% okay. Cabernet, 20% Petit Verdot. Um, but in wine language, that means we can call it a Cabernet. Right. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, yes, it's a Cab.
0: Cool. So you guys also, you guys do some fun events up here. Um, what do you have coming up this spring and
1: summer? We'll be doing a lot of music this year. Um, oh, that be fun. We've been working on planning and zoning to get our events uh, situated around. And uh, I think we'll see mu- a lot more music. Um, we, we've kind of gone to week long, uh, wine pickup events because, um, we've grown so much. Yeah. Um, so to get everyone out here on a particular day, you know, mm-hmm. it's more difficult than it used to be, which is a good problem. Yeah, to it ask. is for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you'll, you'll see things like a meet your local event, which, uh, um, would be a ticketed event where people can come and meet all kinds of local vendors. Um, cool. You know your your local uh, lavender shop, mm-hmm. uh, olive oil people. Um, nice. We've got uh, all in Vine downtown um, in, yeah. in Eagle that, uh-huh. that uh, uh, we support and they support us. Um, a lot of cross promotions going on, so you'll see something like that coming up. Um, we are just just trying to get our arms. Around. We'll do another winemaker dinner for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we did did one outdoors last year that was just so much those fun. So yeah, fun. Those are always so yeah. Those are always fun. Um, But other than that, right now, the most thing that we're thinking about is our our April shipment. And um, so Mm -hmm. our events, other than that, and just what we've done before, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have more. But Mm -hmm. uh, um, we just did an At Ease event uh, that was a fundraiser for the At Ease International Group, uh, raising funds for um, um, people who had been, uh, law enforcement who had been traumatized. Um, Okay. uh, law, Law enforcement who actually had been, you know, traumatized by... Their work on their jobs, and so Addies provides um, counseling, um, free counseling for individuals. Mm-hmm. And so, we just had a fundraiser, you know, for that. Um, oh, yeah, I would that's anticipate great. doing more of those. Um, yeah, I, I think you'll see just about anything out here given that our planning and zoning has been a lot more friendly. Recently. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and especially, I mean, you have a nice outside area, and it's so pretty up here. Thank you. Um, it's nice to be able to use your space and, and share it with. everybody the sunsets are amazing yeah (laughs) totally um so now tell us about uh your wine club um what are your tiers and all of that
1: right we have four different wine clubs um we start with the curious lamb which is uh, a mixed white of white or red you can get two reds or two whites or or excuse me three two reds and a white or two whites and a red (laughs) Mm -hmm. doesn't It's our choice, Um, but it's a mix, a mix of three. Um, Then we have our Stubborn Sheep, which is just a six reds (laughs) club. Uh, And then we have the Yearning you, which is a mix of reds and whites. Um, We started calling uh, people who wanted just the red case, just a case of reds, um, the double Stubborn Sheep Club, but now we're deciding we're going to call them the Stubborn Rams. (laughs) And then (laughs) we have the Thirsty Ram Uh Club, which is a case of mix, so... Mm -hmm. Mixed reds and whites. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So four clubs.
0: But I think that's so true that there are so many drinkers that are specific, like, one way or the other. They
1: only drink reds or they only drink whites. So. <laughs> we're, we're pretty good, though. If they, We don't want them to feel like they're boxed in. So right. people, you know, if they want to come in and switch out something for something else, we always let them yeah, do that. they can customize it. They, they can customize to. it when they come in to pick up. Um,
0: and then what are... Um, your regular tasting hours for people to come up and,
1: and visit if they're interested. So we're open four days a week, uh, Wednesday and Thursdays from noon to 6, and Friday and Saturday from noon to 8.
0: Yeah, so that's, I mean, for most of the other places that you go to wine taste, it's, you know, everybody closes at 5, so it is kind of nice right. to have somewhere you can hang out a little longer. and.
1: I think Trey and I, you know, we've been, been uh, wine tasting in many, many different areas, and uh, we were always frustrated by the fact that, you know, one, there wasn't anything to snack on. Yeah. Uh, but two, they always closed up early. And then, uh-huh. you know, we had all this time that we, you know, yeah. had <laughs> gone to these places to be there, but then we were all done at five or six o'clock. So mm-hmm. I think we just sort of geared it to, um, what we would like to see. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of becoming more of a thing around here. Um, if you look at Sol Invictus, um, they're open later hours. Um, I think three horse ranch, um, which now sports, um, Um, you know a five-star chef up there yeah Um, oh my gosh I know their restaurant is amazing we have wine tasting rooms down in Boise that are open later hours Mm -hmm. Uh, and you're just seeing more wineries around here understanding and realizing that what we have here might be a little bit different
0: yeah yeah and really catering to people who want to come out and spend some time right here especially when you're not in in town either it's you know if you come out here you want to be here for a little, little well,
1: bit, <laughs> and what we're, we're, we're trying, or I guess we sort of evolved because when we actually opened uh, back in um, uh, two almost two years ago, now in May, um, we were not planning on having any food. Um, it, but it was COVID. And oh right! During COVID, the health department said, "Well, if you have food, you will then you be can considered a restaurant, and you can be open." Mm-hmm. We were ready to open, but we didn't have food, so we said, "Okay, well, okay, well we will c- come up with a small menu, and uh, and we'd still have." Uh, as, a, as a winery, we're allowed to do charcuterie and mm-hmm. skewers and bread and olive oil, things that go with wine. Right. Um, as an event center, we will be able to do much more than that. And yeah. we just obtained our event center status. Oh, so cool. we're pretty excited about that. Um, and with that comes... People celebrating birthdays, wanting to spend more time out here, mm-hmm. um, celebrating anniversaries. Um, these kinds of things are considered events by our county. Um, right. And now we're able to have those and, and, and support those as well. So, um, yes, we need to stay open longer.
0: Yeah. And I think that was kind of, I mean, there were so many things that businesses had to do to transition during COVID. But to, you know, just bring in, okay, we're going we're gonna to evolve to meet that need and then we have our outside space so people can be outside and, you know, right. people feel spaced out and safe and all of that. So, um, yeah, it's just. Yeah. You'll see food
1: trucks out here also. Oh, city. yeah.
0: Yep, we'll bring them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think also the food truck scene in the area has, like, blown up so much and you're getting, like, really fantastic food out of right. trucks. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, and then also, you know, it helps those
1: businesses, too, to. You know have places to go and support them soon we hope to put on the website a um, calendar that shows everybody our events so they'll be able to look mm. on the website and see okay. what we've got going on when
0: yeah um and so when people want to go to the website it's do just dudedewalt.com, right correct perfect so is that the best place for people to
1: Find out info, and they can order wine on there, too. We're on Instagram. We're also on Facebook uh, and, I mean, the website. And also, if there's any questions, please feel free to call the tasting room. Our number's on the website.
0: Yeah. So um, it's, it's been so great to be out here um, and meet you and everything. You, too. But I had, uh, before I had come out here, I had a friend who had been out here and I had just started the podcast and she was like, you need to go out to get Dude DeWalt on here because I love their story and it's just such a cool history. So you've been on my list for a while, so I'm glad I got out here finally. (laughs) I'm glad you made it out. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. You can follow me on Instagram at the20wino podcast and on Facebook as the20wino. Until next time, keep on drinking the good wine. Cheers.